Welcome to another episode of The Bold, Brilliant and Broke, episode six. It's been another week of podcasting and what a week it has been. I have... I feel like when you always start a new challenge, you get this amazing energy from doing something new. You're super excited at all the potential things that could happen, the possibilities. And then you get into it and then you... I just hit this wall where it's almost like my comfort zone. It's like in The Simpsons where they put the glass dome over the city it's like I'm right up against that I can see like where I want to go I can see behind me where I've been like this whole circle of comfort that I'm in right now um but the glass wall has just been a bit difficult to penetrate this week I've been yeah making up a lot of excuses but nonetheless I'm so so happy to be here now I'm in the studio I'm here with Hannah Million how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Now, how we met is actually a testament to the fact that you can meet anyone at any time and yep. literally, you know, someone might need to hear your message. And we met at a networking event for side hustlers and we were in the queue for the ladies' toilets. Yeah. As women often spend time there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so cool because I needed to hear your message and I'm so yeah. glad I spoke to yeah. you. So can you tell our listeners what you do and who do you help? So I'm a management accountant. Um, I work for a tech startup. Um, I'm in the finance team, and my side hustle, yeah. which is why I'm here, <laughs> is um, providing financial services to up and coming creatives and artists. So helping them get to grips with how to manage their finances and budgeting and things like that. Amazing! How did you get into that? So I kind of was thinking of something to do outside of work because I wanted to you know have something on the side yeah. and a call also, to do more yeah exactly and then I was um noticing that I would see online like on Twitter and Instagram and stuff a lot of people um friends included talking about how they struggle with the financial side of things yeah when they're starting whether they're like photographers or um create any kind of creative really that that's kind of the side of things that they struggle with and don't really know how to manage so I thought that with my background I can kind of help people um get to grips with that and improve their finances and kind of give them a bit more direction cool amazing that sounds literally amazing <laughs> I feel like I wish I knew who you were yeah. <laughs> like three years ago when I graduated <laughs> because I've been freelancing working creatively for the last three years yeah. still haven't got grips on it yeah. hence why this podcast was born so when you are working with creatives can you take me from A to B like where do you start in terms of analyzing their financial finances mm -hmm. and getting them to where they want to be yeah so I think where I would start is probably just understanding what you do and yeah. where you're trying to get to and what level you're at so if you've just got into it if you've kind of got regular clients if you're trying to increase your prices if you feel like you're not charging enough yeah. if you feel like you don't know how to manage okay, this is how much I'm expecting to make this month and this is these are my bills and this is how much I need to have left over, that kind of thing. So I think it just depends on where you are. So I'd probably start with find, getting a good picture of what your situation mm -hmm. is and then kind of work out what you want help with, where you want to go. Yeah. 
and then go from there. So it's quite a, a holistic approach, yeah, definitely. which I think is interesting and incredibly mm. helpful because when you Google budgeting or cash yeah. flow, it seems like it's kind of based on the idea of you know, having like a normal mm, job where yeah. you're getting a set amount each yeah. week, each month, you're not paying for your materials, your equipment, mm, yeah, and you're exactly. traveling to the same place every yeah. day. So in terms of cash flow, I hate that word so much. <laughs> <laughs> How would you help someone with their cash flow? Um, it seems like an impossible task. Yeah. Um, I think you just need to have a really good understanding of what's going on sure. in your bank account. So I think it's always good to start with the basics. So, for example, you're fixed. I don't want to use any kind of like accounting or any okay. kind of like <laughs> jargon because there's just, you really don't need it. But if you know what your standard bills are, like yeah. say your phone bill, your rent, yeah. your electricity or whatever, whatever you know that is going to come out of your account, that's a place to start. You know what your fixed outgoings are. That, that are going to be the same every month or however often you pay them. And then on top of that, like you said, if you, if you purchase materials as part of your product or your service, then you can kind of factor that in as well. So for example, you've got five clients this month that you're going to work with and you're going to need to purchase XYZ to do each piece of work. Then you can kind of have an estimate of how much that's going to cost you. Yeah. And then. You can move on to your income. So look at how much each client is going to pay and mm. when they're going to pay. That's the really important thing with yes. um, cash flow is when the money comes in. It's not about, it's not necessarily about when you invoice them because you can invoice them today and they might not pay until next month. So that yeah. means in terms of cash, you're actually not getting any money from them this month. So I think that trips people up sometimes because you think, totally, oh, I've invoiced this person 200 pounds. So I should, but if they're not paying until a month or whatever the terms are that you've agreed with them, then you you need to keep that in mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now I'm thinking like I've worked with so many people mm. and not agreed terms before. And yeah. literally that is, it is, as you say, like yeah. where you get tripped up. Yeah. Like if they're, you're operating on a 30 day yeah. system and they're like, oh no, sorry, it's 60 days or yeah. three months. Yeah. Literally it is a nightmare. Yeah. And that's the that's another aspect that I want to help people get to grips with as well is that as much as you might be doing your whatever you do for the love of it and that's your passion and that's what you want to do in life yeah for other people it's it is that it might it might be that as well but it's also a business yeah so you kind of need to have your business hat on sometimes of course and if you want to make a living of whatever it is that you do you 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 need to be a bit more shrewd and a bit more business savvy yeah, I guess business savvy because like, like you said for example you you because you don't have that background might go into something and be happy to work with whoever but then it won't be until you're actually like oh wait where's my money and then you go and chase them for it and then they're like oh yeah like you said oh our payment terms are 60 days oh did we not say oh <laughs> so it it's easy to take to get taken advantage of yeah um especially if you're working with a, a bigger business yeah and also i think for me it was kind of the thing where i was so like new in the industry mm -hmm. and i was so excited that yeah. this brand wanted to work with me me yeah. of all people yeah that i almost kind of just like took the opportunity yeah, yeah. as soon as it came yeah. and like didn't question it didn't negotiate a rate just took whatever they gave me <laughs> now i'm a lot more yeah crude yeah as you said yeah 
And I also think it's just come to like how much you're prepared to leave on the table in terms of your own cash flow exactly. and not being a business. Yeah. Another part of that, what you said about being excited to get just to get started and just to have a, a client or um, whatever that can often if you're in that situation and it's you're just raring to go, basically, you might let something slip or not even think of certain things until after the fact. And then, for example, pricing, you might undersell yourself because yeah. You just want the opportunity, which is fine. In some cases, if you're just trying to build up your clientele and build up your experience so that when you go to, in future, when you go to other clients or other businesses, you can say, I've worked with, I've done X, Y, Z, I've worked with this many people, that's fine. But then you also have to keep in mind um, that you might not be making as much as you want to make. And then also keep in mind your bills and everything. Yeah, of course. It's a big balancing act. And that's when you come in. Yeah. And manage everything, I suppose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I step in and save the day. <laughs> so on with the friends that you've been helping out so far, mm-hmm. what sort of things have you been helping them with in terms of pricing themselves and cash flow? So even just getting out an Excel spreadsheet, which a lot of people are thrown by just yeah. opening it. But I actually <laughs> really like Excel, which is so sad, but it's, it's really, really helpful. And... Yeah, it's just a a good tool to use to just have everything in one place and it's got it does all the calculations for mm. you so you don't have to have things in loads of different places. Yeah, just starting out with the basics like I said and having your outgoings there and then working out what your income is for that month or however long it is and also if you're if you want to forecast, so if you want to plan into the future. Sure. So in This is where money gets interesting. Yeah. In six months I want to be making this much and I want to have this much left over, then you that can help you think about how much you're charging at the moment and how much work you're doing each month. So if for example, if you do ten pieces of work each month and you're charging roughly on average X amount, then you know more or less what you're going to make each month Hmm. and then if you want that to grow if you want to increase that then you're going to need to start either doing more work or charging more for the work you do and I feel like the easy option is just to do more work yeah like in creative industries like it's so praised if you're like always busy always on to the next thing but actually charging more yeah if you want an easier life that is how to do it yeah and it's, especially if you're sorry if you're if you've got some experience under your belt and you can you can you are able to command a higher fee if you yeah. can back it up and that that's also something that um I would want to help people with is kind of learning how to sell yourself okay tell us more about that so because I feel like there are some people who are perfectly experienced perfectly mm. knowledgeable incredibly talented mm-hmm. but still find it hard or difficult when it comes to pricing yourself yeah. for what you would like to make yeah so I think um a good place to start is to find out if you can what people with a similar experience and a similar level to you are charging. Yeah. And so one of my friends is um, a photographer and he I've spoken to him in the past about just the finance side of thing and pricing. And he's told me that if you're signed with an agency, 
that you're generally able to charge a bit more because you've kind of got a, a brand or a name mm. backing you. And a heavy agency fee. Exactly. <laughs> 20%. Yeah, exactly. So those are things to take into consideration. So yeah, if you if you can kind of gauge how much people who are on a similar level to you are charging and see if you're charging a bit less than that or way less than that, then that can give you a kind of uh, an idea that, okay, in general, people who are doing the same work as I do who have roughly the same experience as me are charging £50 an hour, for example, but I'm only charging 30 mm. And no wonder I've got so many bookings. Yeah, yeah. I'm so cheap. Um, so that's a good place to start if you can mm. find, get your hands on that information. And also... There's nothing wrong with taking risks if you're in a position to be able to take risks. So if you know you've got a few, you've got um, enough bookings or whatever it is secured for one month, then you and you want to try out a higher price. The worst someone can do is say no. Yeah. So sometimes it's a bit of a fake it till you make it kind of just trying to um, sell yourself and kind of see how much. Um, how much you can, you can push it for yeah exactly yeah. what i like to do is send emails and then to yeah. shut my laptop really quickly yeah. and run away <laughs> and not look at it for a few hours I'm like yeah fine high rate yeah. let's do it <laughs> that's one strategy like <laughs> i i do it myself even so when even when i got the job i have now yeah i was kind of not really underqualified but i was i didn't exactly meet the criteria that they mm. were looking for but I thought, well, I don't have anything to lose. Yeah. The worst they can do is just say, oh, no, we're not interested. Whatever yeah. I'll just keep looking. It's not a problem. So if you kind of have that attitude and if you're able to have that attitude, then I, you, you never know what you can get, really. Yeah. And a lot of times, especially if it's a bigger business, they're p- prepared to pay more than you might think. Yeah. But if you go, but they're obviously not going to offer you more money if you if you don't ask for it. So yeah, yeah. it's really interesting that you say that in styling the rate like for let's say an advertisement or an editorial or something like that. Yeah. Typically, one hundred and fifty pounds is like a standard rate. It's a good place to start. Yeah. Not 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 really any frills on that amount, but it's fine. I remember working, doing some work at my stylist's agency. Mm-hmm. So the people who negotiate her rates and stuff. Yeah. And I realized that the amount was that she was getting getting paid was such a huge number for me. <laughs> that, and I just realized how silly it was to not negotiate yeah. a rate. Yeah. Because there is always like sort of more money than you think. Mm if you are willing to ask for it. Yeah. And um, I was having a conversation recently and my boyfriend was saying like, oh, Kara, but do you think that people should just get paid any amount? Don't you think people have to work hard? Mm-hmm. And I actually think you are, deserve to get paid the yeah. amount you're willing and able to negotiate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, regardless of experience or, you know. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a money makes the world go around yeah. that's, that's just the world that we live in right yeah. now so if you if you have bills and you and you want to save money and you want to be um you want to earn a certain amount you're gonna have to ask for as much yeah. as you can get yeah and there's nothing to feel guilty about if they're prepared to pay and you're not you're not conning anyone you've agreed 
you've agreed a price, you've agreed terms, then no, I don't see any problem yeah. with that. And th- I think I won't like try and delve into it too much because I'm not an expert, but I know there are there is research about women specifically and that we negotiate less just in general so in mm. s- salaries and promotions uh i can't i don't i don't want to just guess random numbers <laughs> i did see i did see statistics at some point but um men are more likely to be a bit more ballsy and ask yeah. for more yeah. when they even say getting hired somewhere say they've agreed to hire you and they've offered you whatever salary they're more likely to ask for more or to say oh I want this or in a promotion to be like oh I want I want um my salary to be increased by this much not Mm. just what they're offering you so it is terrifying that is a factor as well yeah because yeah it it is nerve-wracking and you kind of think like oh what if they what if they don't want to work with me anymore (laughs) what What if they're outraged (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just you've you've just got to try your luck yeah yeah literally yeah so in your job now if you don't mind me asking did you negotiate your current salary yes I did okay. um and how comfortable did you feel doing that I mean I would I was um I was still I was still quite nervous because mm. um in the I, I wanted to get a job basically at the time because I really wanted to leave the place I was working before so I wasn't in the best bargaining position but at the same time I was like I know that I'm it's not the end of the world if I don't get this one because I was doing fairly well in my interviews. So I thought even if I don't get this one, then hopefully in the next month or two that something else will come up. So it was funny because when in my interviews, they normally ask you how much your current employer is paying you. Yeah. So I was just add on more than they were actually paying me. (laughs) Yeah, they're paying me a hundred grand. Yeah, so I would just add on however much I felt like I did not yeah and see what they say and then some of them would be like oh yeah okay they, w- <laughs> they wouldn't blink and then some of them would be like oh okay we wouldn't be able to offer that much but we can do this and it will be more than I was even planning to yeah. go for amazing so, unless they're gonna get your pay slip then they're I gonna know. actually know for sure uh, obviously I wouldn't say something crazy but yeah. I'll say something reasonable but just more than I was getting paid oh my god I love that <laughs> um and with the creatives you work with when it comes to so you've got let's just tracking back a second so you've got their expenses you've got their materials Mm. in terms of adding more in terms of the the value that they can bring to a project how does that process work or how would you take a client through that process so when you say adding value what what do you mean so say for example it's going to cost me £200 in mm. terms of materials mm. for doing this job, mm. then how do I price myself sort of for what I want? Yeah. Um, so the basic model of any business is to charge more, is, is to make more than what you're paying for yeah. your materials and stuff. So I would say if you know that, for example, like you said, your materials for... um whatever job you're about you're gonna do are gonna cost 200 then you know you need to be charging at least 200 (laughs) so you can at least get your money back hopefully more than that yeah make a profit um but yeah i think if you if you have a rough idea of how much your materials cost to do certain things so when i i don't know yourself for example when you're styling clients do you have Mm. like different kinds of services 
different kind of costs depending on what you're doing yes yeah i guess it would be you get more pay like the bigger the client is or if it's like a national advert like the usage of the images after Mm -hmm. so i guess it's like that yeah and in terms of the cost for you yeah do they vary depending on what kind of yes yeah so if you have a rough idea of how much it costs you to do certain things then you can kind of gauge how much you need to charge for those Mm. um services because you know okay when i do this kind of work it's more expensive so i need to charge more for this yeah and when i do this it's a bit cheaper so i can afford to yeah kind of reduce the price a little bit so i think if you kind of take that stance and work out how much things cost roughly and then always it's always better to overestimate how yeah. some, how much something's going to cost as well than to underestimate yeah. and lose money yeah it's better to underestimate how much you're going to make and overestimate how much you're gonna how much is going to cost you interesting just so that you're extra safe and that's that's what a lot of businesses do in terms of their accounts and their finances they kind of will add maybe five percent or ten percent to their costs just in case there are any unexpected costs or in case things cost more than you might have planned you've kind of already budgeted for that or planned for that yeah and when you work with your clients would you encourage them to save and to have a pension because from what I can tell the service that you'd want to be offering is quite Mm -hmm. holistic it's quite like from a the money coming in to it being in the client's hands yeah what would you say about like the savings and pension side of it um I would say definitely save yeah definitely save do you recommend a number as to how much or percentage Um, yeah, I would more lean towards percentage rather than a number because obviously it depends how much you're Very making. relative, yeah. yeah. But if you can, it, yeah, it's always good to save. Even if you don't have something specific that you're saving for, it's always good to save for a rainy day just in general. Mm. Especially if the kind of work that you do has some seasonality. So if there's times where you're more likely to be busy and then times where in general things are a bit more quiet. Then yes you've got something saved just in case funds are running low yeah (laughs) and you're on (laughs) tea and biscuits oh my god (laughs) baked beans and toast (laughs) yeah that's when you get like a last minute bar job (laughs) yeah (laughs) help with the weekly cash flow yeah exactly so um again even the percentage can be relative depending on how much you want to save and how much you want to put aside for a rainy day if you want to save 10 percent or 20 percent of whatever you're making then yeah it's really just up to you but I would definitely encourage people to save yeah even a little bit yeah for sure and let's just talk a bit towards your forecasting for future months Mm -hmm. are there any I think we've spoken about a bit about this actually you're saying um how much do you want to work and how much do you want to earn in the Mm. next six months yeah are there any mental blocks that you would have to work with your clients between going for example going from the jump of charging 500 pounds a day mm-hmm. to like maybe a thousand yeah. do you anticipate any sort of mental coaching that you might have to do yeah definitely because it's um it's nerve-wracking and it's daunting to think that i've always been charging people 500 and now i have to walk into the next meeting whatever it is and ask for double. yeah yeah <laughs> so and you can't you might kind of go in there feeling like oh, I'm trying to get more money. Can they like see it on my face that yeah, I'm trying to get more money? Yeah. So I think a lot of things can be in your head and be, um, be more 
nerve-wracking than it really is because if you go in there again this is why i say it kind of you kind of need to have a fake it to make it attitude if you walk in there looking nervous and being like oh can i have <laughs> if it's okay please sir <laughs> if not it's fine i can offer less then they're, <laughs> they're more likely to say no yeah um but if you kind of go in there and be like yeah my going rates a thousand pounds a day and i've got this much experience and and I this is what i can this. offer yeah i can get your work done in two weeks or whatever it is and kind of just say it like it's a fact then you kind mm. of you yeah you've got to just get yourself in that mind state that mm. you can achieve whatever rate it is you want i love that can... say it like it's a fact yeah like it's a fact <laughs> i get a thousand pounds a day guys just facts <laughs> yeah, facts yeah don't come at me like don't ask me about this and if there's just one bit of advice that listeners can take from this conversation yeah. and implement into their own lives today, what would you suggest? I would say believe in yourself. Okay. Yeah, because I think that covers a lot of areas in terms of believing yourself when it comes to what we're talking about now, asking for more or just being a bit more upfront and a bit more forthcoming with how much mm. you want to earn and what your terms are and I want to be paid in 30 days. These are my payment terms. Yeah, and yeah. this is, I'm, I'm really good at what I do. This is what I've done in the past. I can do X, Y, Z. Yeah, so I think you've, you've got to have a belief in yourself. And even if you are nervous, even if you're not 100% confident, if you believe that you're actually going to get there one day, then that can help you and kind of keep your spirits up if, if things don't work out sometimes, because it's not always going to be, every meeting I go into, everything I do is going to yeah. just work out perfectly. Yeah, smash it, a yeah. start every time. Yeah, that's that's just not how life works in for anything. So if you believe in yourself, then you can just kind of comfort yourself through those times when things are a bit more difficult or might not be going to plan. I so, yeah. love that bit of <laughs> advice. <laughs> so mindful. And the other thing I wanted to talk about quickly was invoicing okay yeah so really quickly that's just more of like the admin side of things so okay. once you've got your work secured or you've agreed terms try and get your invoices out as soon as possible because obviously the sooner you send out an invoice the sooner you're going to get paid yeah and yeah. um one of the services i offer as well is um it's called um credit control which is kind of ah. just following up on invoices making yeah. sure you get paid on time so you would do that for the client yeah oh my gosh yeah <laughs> i can't tell you how much time chasing invoices <laughs> going back and forth like oh sorry like this person's not she's on holiday at the moment yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah so that's that's not that's what someone in my team at work does so i ah. don't do that but i work closely with them and that's part of their job so i know how they do it which is just it's just a case of um keeping organized so yeah. if you've got keep track of all the invoices you've got keep track of when they're due and kind of call them say if you've got two week payment term uh sorry 30 day payment term mm. call them or get in touch with them after two weeks and just be like oh just checking that you've received my invoice and that everything's fine and that um i can expect the payment yeah on whatever date it is that you're expecting it on so that if there is any problem you kind of hear about it before it gets to For sure. the due date yeah. because 
that's what we have in our business all the time is that we'll get in touch say after two weeks and be like oh have you received this invoice is everything fine and they might be like oh actually the description doesn't match what we wanted or this yeah. this detail is wrong or can you change this or our address isn't right or whatever which would hold up the invoice being paid so you kind of know about it beforehand you can yeah. sort it out and so that you can you can get paid on time yeah because that's obviously another thing that can throw your cash flow out of whack if you're expecting to get paid on a certain day and your budget out the yeah, window exactly. it's gone and then it gets to that day and they don't pay and then you're like why haven't you paid and they're like oh because this because that yeah so that's that's just another that's another service <laughs> okay amazing so i love how like full and holistic this is <laughs> yeah try and i think for creatives a one size fits all kind of service is not really gonna work especially yeah, if you're sure. at different stages of your career so that's why yeah kind of can tailor a bit more to what where you're at and what you what you need yeah I think that's so key I mean <laughs> finance has never felt like something that could be malleable or yeah. useful to you unless you are a certain type of person yeah. in a certain type of job so it's amazing to know that you're doing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you yeah thank you thank and how you. can the listeners get in touch with you and your work so you can get in touch with me um via email so my email is hannah million one at hotmail.co.uk and my instagram is h underscore million okay fab yeah. amazing problem it's been wonderful talking to you there's so many good tips i feel like i either need to like start writing some of these stuff <laughs> down that you've said and like putting them into my own life well, yeah well um my services are available <laughs> <laughs> amazing help, yeah. and thank you guys for listening let us know if you've got any takeaways from this episode screenshot it share it tag us both on instagram or would love to hear from you I can be found at Kyra the Bold, but until next time, that's all from us. Bye. 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 <laughs>